Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 10 Drop Podcast. My name is Charles Sears, a.k.a. Fear These. I'm here with Ian, also known as The Luffy TV. How's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good. Mondays are the best days. Monday's off, Monday's on, but always just trying to get a lot done, you know? Yeah, exactly. The, today was my day. I'm rearranging my house, doing some spring cleaning, uh, catch up on phone calls for being a real estate agent. So it's definitely a good day to get everything done and now the way. So real quick, apologize for not having an episode last week. We had some technical issues with the original recording. I tried recording it by myself. It just wasn't the same energy, same flow that we actually had on the recording. So luckily we had another regional go on in Mexico over this past weekend. So we can just add that to our regionals talk. So we have Montreal, Peoria, and Mexico to talk about the results and everything like that with the one piece. The game. three musketeers. Yes. Yes. All the offline regionals. And uh, I think the next one is, I don't know if Texas is the next North American one. Um, it's definitely the next one I'm going to. Yeah. And then Columbus after that. Yep. So before we jump into it, we'd like to thank our sponsors, the booster box. They are a local gaming store here in Virginia beach off of Holland road. They are kind enough to give us a, a discount code on all your online orders. So if you go to shop.theboosterbox.gg and use the promo code 10 drop, that's one zero D R O P. You'll be able to get 10% off your entire order. They ship internationally. I'm not sure what the costs are, but I'm sure if you go through the prompts and everything, it'll tell you how much it will ship internationally to where. Yeah. I would say the, the best part about their website. Uh, well, actually I'll say two things. The, be- the best part about their website right now is that they just have so much inventory. So whether you're looking for singles or potentially boxes and everything, they got wave two of some of these Paramount War boxes coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're just stocked to the brim. So anything you're looking for, you can, you can almost guarantee that you're going to find it on there. Yeah, Flesh and Blood, Magic, Pokemon. Digimon. I One think, Piece, of course. What's that? Oh, gosh, I'm forgetting the new game. That's There's the tournament this weekend for it. It's a... Uh, God, I'm. It's a Bandai game. Yeah, it's that. a Bandai game. It's, it's something. Uh, Saga. No, it's something. Battle. Crystal battles. Battle spirits. Battle spirits. Battle spirits. Go. Yep, that's it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So again, uh, Booster Box. It's our local card shop. Uh, they have great Friday Saturday tournaments along, along with Digimon tournaments, Magic tournaments as well. So definitely check them out. And again, the website is shop.theboosterbox.gg, and the promo code is ten drop. So let's go ahead and jump into uh, what happened over the weekend. Uh, so I skipped Friday's local tournament. Same. I had work. Yeah, I forgot what I was doing. Sadly. But I, then I, uh, we played Saturday's uh, tournament, and Ian and I got paired up round two, <laughs> and Ian is a filthy cheater. Oh, boy. Long story short, <laughs> Ian posted the game on his uh, YouTube channel, yes. the Luffy TV. The Luffy TCG on the, on YouTube. The Luffy TCG. Yes. Okay. And uh, I got the full video uh, posted on there, and I, I, I always post videos whether I lose, whether I win. doesn't matter. I don't just try and post content uh, that makes me look good. I try and post whether I have the bad moments or the good moments. And yeah, this was uh, well, this, one <laughs> this was bo- one of the bad moments. This one made both of us look terrible. So, yeah. long story short, he's playing Luffy. I'm playing Kinemon. Uh, he has two white beards out. I kill one of his white beards. 
And then he has another one out. He attacks with it. And then I attack it again. And his cards and hands haven't changed from the previous I turn. I have three cards in hand. Yeah. Yep. And uh, then when you drew a card, you drew the Marco for the turn, and then you played it. Correct. And then I tapped the Marco, and then I swung for the exact same amount of damage that I killed the first Newgate with. Yeah, 15. And magically, you were able to save the second <laughs> Newgate and not the first one. Yes. So I thought I really got outplayed. Yeah. But then there was a reason why there was a turn or two where I didn't attack you from three life cards to two. Correct. Is to make sure that Radical Beam was not in play, not effective. Correct. And he essentially played Radical Beam, and he said plus four – and I, I took his word for it because he was very confident about it. I felt so confident. And then at the end of the game, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, how did I lose this game? Like, I'm sitting yeah. there thinking because, like, Luffy's a really good matchup. It, yeah. For a Kinemon player, I feel like Luffy is the best red deck to play against because you just don't have the card advantage from Whitebeard or you don't have the – to pump all your little wiener guys yeah. with Zoro. Well, so. I'll say it's your it's definitely of the red decks. It's your best matchup. Uh, however, I still think that the uh, by bet your best matchup just means that you're not getting absolutely destroyed. You know what I mean? I think that well, the Luffy deck the may... games are still close. Like yeah, I, I would close. say almost it's... every single Luffy game has been close. Yes, yeah. It's so, like it's a good matchup. They're great. I think they they both pound at, at one another at a mm -hmm. very mid-range pace and it's it's very solid i like the matchup it's uh kinemon's just scary <laughs> yeah and like it's really odin odin's the mvp yeah, of that odin. game because he single-handedly helps take care of all the white beards yeah all the edward new gates are being played yeah the, so the funny thing is the there's a couple luffy games that i played one was on a offline or i'm sorry an online tournament and it played exactly the same way. He went back-to-back -back Newgates, and mm. I killed both of them, and I was at, like, one. Then all of a sudden, like, he just had nothing else, and I just came in there, and Odin just went, yeah. like, crack him upside the head twice yeah. to get him. But that, uh, that situation, um, yeah, I felt, like you said, I felt super confident about it because I, I really did. In my head, I felt as though I was playing it completely right and wasn't um, actually misplaying and taking advantage of the card. I had three life at the moment and that is where radical beam is only plus 2000 versus plus 4000 mm -hmm. but i'm so it's like ingrained into my brain as a red player and as a luffy player that i just play radical beam and it's plus 4000 yeah <laughs> so i i you know it's it's unfortunate because you know it's like you said it, it made us both look bad but I, I would say of the two it made me look worse because well i mean yeah at, at the end of the day the lesson learned is make sure you read your cards make yeah. sure you know the game state that's going on yeah i feel like the worst part is is i know the card you know what i mean well i mean that's for my yeah my mistake was i didn't read the card like, oh true true you yeah. just like you played the three yeah. cards and then it's like okay I guess you have it. I know the card. I'm just so used to. Uh, it's always a plus. It's four. always a plus four. Yeah, because I always have two life. Yeah, and and that's just. It, it's, and I knew there was a reason yeah. why I didn't attack you. And after we scooped it up, I'm just sat there and just like, how did yeah. I lose this game? It's like I do not understand. Right. And then once we found it out, we tried to play another game. I mean, we did play another game in 12 minutes, but I mean, yeah. like playing another game, like rushing and it was fast. It just, you know, yeah. I, I don't even remember that game being there. And Very he much. He would before. not concede to me, so. Well, I definitely appreciate that. Well, yeah, man, the way you're you a real said piece that. of work. The way you so, said that. Okay, I'm gonna cry myself to sleep tonight. <laughs> no, I, I just, want you. <laughs> I mean, like the good thing is, like, you got a couple 
online regionals that you're about to play in or no, online yeah. treasure cups. It was a huge learning moment. And like it was exactly like what you said the other day. In in a online treasure cup match, I would have done that and I would have lost all three cards and Newgate would have died. Because mm -hmm. that would have been fourteen K against your fifteen K and I just would have lost those cards. So it was yeah. a, it was a huge learning moment that I look back on now and I'm I'm just sad that it happened, you know, because you never want one. I would never want to do that to anybody, but it's even worse of when course. it's one of your friends. It's terrible. It's like, oh, my God, how did this just happen? <laughs> yeah. And so. for me, it, like not being the, in the competitive TCG ring. Uh, for taking a couple years off or quite a few years off being a competitive like magic player or just trading card game player. It definitely made me learn, like, okay, I need to start reading cards. I need to start paying mm. attention. You know, just don't take my opponent's word for it. Exactly. Even if it is a simple Ignorance mistake. is bliss. And the big thing was um, the lesson that I learned on top of that was if that was a legit tournament and we just scooped up our cards and everything, Ian would have got the win. And oh, that's there's true. there's nothing that we could have done. That's very true. Yep. So – it was definitely a learning experience for both of us. You know, he's got two online treasure cups coming up. I have Texas coming up. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely good to get these mistakes out of the way now. So when, when is Texas, by the way? It is the 14th. The 14th of May? Yes. Oh. Let me look at the calendar real quick. That's unfortunate. Uh, the 15th. 15th. 15th yes. is Saturday. So I'm, I'm probably going to be flying out here on the 14th. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. I'm sadly going to be... Well, no, I don't. I don't want to say sadly. Excuse me. This is going to be a trip of a lifetime. But I'll be in Spain uh, going to a wedding, but I won't be able to watch probably because of the time difference and also be, because of us going to a lot of the uh, festivities of the wedding. Yeah, exactly. Like you're going so. to be partying and yeah. drinking and stuff like that yeah. at nighttime. But you know, I'm going to miss my one piece. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to be we're going to be around like three or four by the time like you're done drinking and everything yeah. like that. So yeah. Or maybe that's when the party started. Maybe. So. Who knows? That's going to be a fun trip, though. Oh, it's going to be a blast. But oh, speaking of Barcelona, did you know? I just saw this. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed at the timing of my trip. Is that a month later, in June, I think it's June 24th, there is a treasure cup going on in Barcelona, Spain. Oh, that's a shame. I know. I would have loved to go. <laughs> how, many, how many frequent flyer miles oh, do you God, have? Oh, God, none. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. I'm flying Turkish Airlines, man. <laughs> Oh, Turkish Airlines. Yeah, flying nice. broke. <laughs> nice. Like, uh, okay. I was going to do Delta, but they were like $400 more uh, per ticket. I was like, uh, okay, I'll fly to Istanbul. That's cool. <laughs> that, that's a trip and a half. Yeah. I, I remember I flew direct from New York to Rome. And that was like an 18-hour trip. Jesus. 18? I guess you're flying. Are you, Where are you flying out of? New York? Uh, No, we're flying out of D.C. to... um. Istanbul, and then it's like a three-hour flight from Istanbul to Spain or something like that. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. How, how much time do you have between your flight, your connection? Uh, I think like four or five hours. So that's a decent amount. Yeah, of time. we'll we're probably we're not gonna leave the airport just in case because we don't we don't know if it's no, 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 gonna no, go there's wrong. There's no reason to. Yeah, so we're just gonna stay in there, but we'll at least be able to have like a nice meal. But okay. good luck in Texas, my man. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. And good luck with your treasure cups. We're definitely going to start doing some testing on streams and stuff. Yeah. Get your setup correctly and yeah, for sure. make you feel more comfortable playing online. Because when I did uh, one of the free Eggman tournaments, it mm -hmm. was definitely a new adjustment to yeah. do that. Just playing online and just like paying attention. And there are some players that take their hands off 
out of the view of the camera. Yeah. And I did remind someone, it's like, hey, you know, just keep that. And I was more telling them, it's like, hey, you know, you're doing something that, you know, this is a free tournament, but be aware of this because if you do this in a big tournament, you're going to get called on it mm-hmm. and you might get disqualified or you might get a game lost. Yeah. And that's really huge in these eight, nine round tournaments. Absolutely. And if so. you're spending money to be in there and, and you know, you're going to get disqualified yes. because of, you know, just it might even just be an honest mistake, mm-hmm. you know, like playing a radical beam with three lights. <laughs> and there, there's nothing wrong with playing these big sweaty tournaments for fun. If you're not, <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Sorry. If, I mean, that's what they are. There's like super competitive, especially like say like you go six. No, yeah. you're a casual player. You're playing, you know, your pet deck or whatever deck you feel comfortable playing sure. with. And you're going six. zero. You have to make sure you have to be a rules lawyer because mm-hmm. they're going to rule lawyer the crap out of you. Yeah. When it comes down to it. So you just got to make sure stay on top of it. Make sure they're not cheating. If they do something simple, a simple mistakes, like, hey, just give them the heads up. Like, hey, I where your, where's your hand? You took your hand off camera. They keep doing it. They, <clears throat> they, they're habitual offenders of this. You gotta get a ref in there. You got to call them on. Yeah. Get a ref. Do in not there. be afraid to call a judge if something happens. Because they will help rectify the best that they can. And if there isn't, there are rules and results of uh, decisions to help mitigate, like, the results of something happening. Sure. Like, hands off the screen a lot of times or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. It also doesn't hurt to record your games as well. I highly recommend that. Therefore, you can go back and show the video of what's going on. Because right. with these online tournaments, especially when you don't know what's going on, if you're constantly reminding your opponent, to keep his hand in view and he keeps taking it off camera that's that's just something that needs to get addressed with yeah like even if they're so and if don't feel bad because if they're not a cheater you're help it's a hard lesson to learn but mm-hmm. we're playing poker we're playing magic if you don't learn that lesson it's gonna you're gonna get hit again with it oh yeah and then if you're punished with it early on you'll know like hopefully you'll learn and you know not to do it in the future so just make sure to get all those kinks out of the way, definitely play test with a bunch of friends Yeah, and, uh, before and sp- jumping in these treasure cups. Yeah, and speaking of which, I, I think that you mentioned you were probably going to be streaming some of this on Twitch, um, whether it was simulator games or whether it was some of the over-the-cam on you know Discord sharing uh, your webcam. Mm-hmm. So you'll be on Twitch. I believe it's just fear underscore these. Yeah, twitch.tv dot or slash fear underscore these. Yep, and That's- then... I'll be doing the same thing. I'll be doing uh, probably some matches, mostly on the simulator, but some over the board uh, eventually. And once we get closer to those treasure cups, that uh, mine will be twitch.tv forward slash the Luffy TV. So, you know, I'm normally up pretty late. So I'm I'm in there like 9 p.m. Eastern until like 3 o'clock in yeah, the morning. You, you are a late streamer. Yeah. <laughs> at least uh, 3 o'clock in the morning, Easter Sand time. Like, yeah. I think uh, last night you stopped at 1, 2-ish. I, yeah, I stopped pretty early just because I had a I had a very long day. I was so yeah. done after work. I was I was ready to just pass out, watch, the, watch, I think, what was it, the new One Piece episode I wanted to watch. And then I passed out. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. We're going to be streaming. Uh, we're going to be playtesting and practicing for Texas and the Treasure Cups and just getting more reps in. So once we uh, go to more tournaments, we're able to just show up and just be Perform. ready for them. Because yeah. right now, I'm in between two decks, Kinemon or Zoro. Mm. I picked up Zoro. I love it every time I play it. Like, yeah. It's just super consistent. It's strong. I'm just swinging for six, seven, 
with a bunch of one drops and two drops. And once they kill them, I just refill the board. Mm -hmm. And it's really strong. You got uh, three cast Zoro, three cost Zoro to help finish the game. I'm thinking about playing one five drop Luffy for random blockers, random blue decks. Yeah. Because I, I was playing a bunch of games against blue and their biggest thing was like playing a bunch of just blockers. Like they have so many blockers. Oh, I think they ton. have like 16 or 20 yeah. almost. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, Luffy's just going to come in. Like I held the Luffy the entire game. And, yeah. And I didn't get it. I didn't find it Luffy off of Nami. So he had absolutely zero awareness of it. So once I got him down to zero life, it's just like, all right, game boom. over. You survive that, that crack back and then game over. Mm -hmm. Five drop Luffy, you win. Yeah. But so, yeah, those are the two decks I'm going through. Do you have an idea of what decks you're going to You've been I, playing Luffy a lot. I am I think I'm going to lock in Luffy. I'm going to be playing Luffy at the Treasure Cup and I'm just going to keep on practicing. I'm I'm definitely working on right now. I love the deck. I just need to find the ratios. There's certain cards that I think I could tinker with and bring down to 2 to bring another card up to 4 or I could bring one card down from 4 and then pump up another one to four or, you know, vice versa. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to play with the ratios. I don't think that there's any new additions to the deck that need to happen. Other than that one I was telling you about, which I, I think I'm just going to test it just to see what it's like. And if it works out well, great. If it doesn't, eh. Is what, that what, the one that you're testing out right now? Yes, that's the deck that I'm working with right now. I'm thinking of testing out uh, adding the just one of the ace card, though. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 like I, I was, I, as I was it. mentioning to you, I don't need the rush. You know, the rush is only for if you're using Edward Newgate as a leader. But, or, or excuse me, a Whitebeard Pirate, so Ace in the next set will count. But, um, yeah, I, I basically just want to add the card as a form of on-play removal after having Whitebeard down or potentially having Nico Robin on field already. So I have Nico on turn three when I have five Dawn. Then I play, you know... I play down ace, and then I can use leader ability to get a dawn underneath Nico, and be able to swing and KO something that was previously six six thousand power or uh, or lower. You know what I mean? And so I'm really I'm really considering it. I and mean, plus, it's a big body, seven thousands, super <coughs> inconvenient for red to deal with. Uh, seven cost is very inconvenient for black to deal with a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. um, it's also very hard for green to rest the card. It's it's just it's a solid card, you know. Yeah. The only problem is it doesn't have counter, but you don't really need it. I mean, it looked like the some of the Nami uh, Whitebeard decks were cutting Ace. Like, yeah. I definitely saw zero in a lot of lists. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, with the boat version, they're cutting Newgate, nine drop Newgate altogether, which is kind of amazing. But yeah. four Ace. Four Aces. Yeah. And then there's some that are playing two Newgates and three Aces. Yep. I think Ace is a really good card. It so is. It's strong. Maybe playing a couple of those would definitely uh, be beneficial. Maybe uh, you can write an article or something like that. Yeah. And put it on uh, turn1tcg.com. Yeah. That would be super. I need to. I just need to fine-tune the Luffy deck a little bit, but I'm, I'm definitely going to I think the version closer. that you sort of played uh, last week, like you sort of do like a mini tournament report or just like how you feel about each matchup and yeah. what changes you're going to venture down. For sure. Because uh, it was pretty interesting that you're playing, uh, was it Marco? Marco, yeah, yeah. Marco's a phenomenal. It's honestly, it's a broken card. It's just that Marco and uh, Radical Beam basically allow my deck to be 
borderline invincible for about two to three turns. So it gives me time if I'm playing from behind to get that new gate down or it allows me to get a lot of other cards uh, you know, onto the board so that I have enough swings to go for lethal mm -hmm. at, at some point. And that's why those Marcos are so important. Those uh, Radical Beams are so, so important. And both of which rely off of that two life threshold. So I've learned that I like to start countering out once I get down to three life. But then once I feel as though I'm ready, I take that, that third life. And so once I'm at two, now, I've, now I'm playing Marco or now I have the Radical Beams that I'm ready for. I'll start countering out a little bit more aggressively earlier on if I don't have it or I don't see any of those cards. But realistically, almost the first two life are free for me. And then it's like, okay, I'll start. It depends. You know, if I'm yeah. playing against Zoro, I'm like, eh, maybe I'll counter out on life four just once just to be a pain. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's kind of interesting that you still play Nami with a lot of Whitebeard cards as well. Well, it's uh, so in the deck, I run 22 Whitebeard cards that are searchable with the event card Whitebeard Pirates. With Nami, I run six, or no, excuse me, 17 searchable cards. Not including Nami. Right? Not including Nami. Okay. So, so, so both of them do have a lot of opportunity. The big reason why I run so many of the Whitebeard Pirates cards are because, you know, Marco needs discard ability to bring him back. Mm-hmm. I also need targets for that Whitebeard uh, Pirates card. I don't just want to have Marco and Nine Drop Newgate because otherwise I'm going to be in a world of hurt. Um, but the the Luffy real or excuse me the Nami really just gets me some of those survivability or KO cards that I need. So it'll get me the Radical Beam for survivability. It'll get me Sanji for the 2K counter. It will get me uh, Jet Pistol for the KO ability. It'll get me nico robin for ko ability it will you know it th that's the beauty of it is it helps me find what i need in the moment yeah so maybe we can save this for another well so instantly when you said those cards mm -hmm. i can care less if i see any of those cards revealed off of nami radical beam any of them any of them that you just named that you can get off of nami. really i can care less about them hmm. Zor three drop zoro yeah five drop luffy yeah, those are the two like bangers. Really? That I'm just like, ah, great. Now I got to prepare for that thing to come across the table. <laughs> so, with that, I I mean, there's a reason why that like the boat new gates are dropping just the Nami package. Mm -hmm. If if that makes any sense, because like, yeah, these cards are good. Yeah. Nico Robin's really good early on. Could be good a little bit later, but not really. Uh, Sanji, you know, like you said, two K counter. Yep. Uh, what else is there? Anything? I mean, there's like Brook. Jet Pistol. Yeah. Are Jet, you playing Brook? I don't play Brook. No. Okay. Not not in this iteration. No, no. But I'm just saying in your deck though. Like you have Jet Pistol, which is yeah, that's good to find it. But I think not revealing that card and just naturally drawn into it. Oh, that's the better. Oh, for sure. But I just mean, like, yeah, I, I get what you're getting at. Is that like, you have you, to reveal you're replacing the card. Nami with like, like sure, a Jet Pistol is really good. And what's the other one? The other event? Radical Beam. Radical Radical Beam Straw Hat? Yep. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, revealing those two cards is fine, but then it's like you're also playing with your hand face up when it comes to like, okay, 
I, I got to prepare for this now. Even mm. though, like, you leave one Don open, it's just like, okay, he more likely has Radical Beam. Yeah. Little things like that. Uh, it's just like you could your opponent could plan out their turns a little bit better. It's like, okay, so instead of dropping one giant 6K character, I'm going to drop two 4K characters or something like that. Sure. I'm ju- you know, I'm going to mitigate my losses by not having my entire turn essentially getting – what we call a magic time walk mm-hmm. where like I play one big guy, then all of a sudden you Otama it and then you jet pistol it. Then I essentially just did nothing my last turn. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of a thing where it's like, I agree with the boat versions of new gates that are cutting the Nami package because even playing Zoro, I whiffed on Nami a few times, play testing it, and it's just like, man, it just does not feel good. Oh, I whiffed twice with my Nami in that, uh, the, you know, unfortunate second match of ours. I played, that was my turn one and turn two. I whiffed yeah. both. I bottom decked two New Gates and two Marcos, and the rest were all just four drop, yeah. five drop. And things. I guarantee you, if we had 25 minutes to play that game, yeah. you probably would have lost. Oh, it was rough. <laughs> like I, I definitely did some attacks. Like, like I didn't watch that second part of that video that yeah, you posted. Yeah. yeah. But it's just I knew I was rushing. I knew it was like, all right, I gotta get him down low, and then just mm-hmm. I, I know I made a play mistake somewhere. I think there. there was just one turn where you could have put down seven drop kid, but instead you went for a really um, high swing, and I was able to get out of it. Yeah. And that I, was I don't it. know if seven drop kid would have got me out of it, but I mean, like, I'm if also, you watch it back, you, it would have. I'm not watching it. Yeah, again. it was like um, <laughs> you watched. Uh, you said you're not watching. No, I'm not watching. <laughs> that, that game makes me sort of upset. Like I no, didn't. No, that's like, understandably. So, but yeah, uh, that's how I sort of feel about the Nami package in your deck. But I mean, like it is what it is. Like I'm not playing the deck, but yeah, like like every I single agree card with that you, you name. Vote. Yeah, every agree, single yeah. every single card you name, I'm not scared of so the Zoros and Luffy's. I was just like, oh man, that thing's about to come across the table. Yeah. So. It just depends on the matchup. Like I'll, I still have those Zoros and Luffy's in my deck. I just don't need them as much because I have cards that I put down and they're not easily taken care of. So then they, uh, they get, I get value out of them the turn afterwards, and then that turn afterwards, that's when I might put down that rush card because I have not only a five or six k rush, but I also have a six or seven k that I just put down last turn that's now swinging with it and so. you essentially cut like a lot of the vanilla four drop 6k guys that are uh the luffy the straw hat yeah, yeah the straw uh, but hat instead the i put beard. in the ones from the Whitebeard package yeah. like atmos king do is frankie frankie's a straw hat straw hat yep. okay you're not playing any frankies nope i thought i sort of was looking at the frankie that can attack active characters yeah, i like that card <laughs> i like after playing, it's not played, but I like that card. <laughs> I, I played a the there's a Zoro list that's playing the one drop. The yeah, that. the Whitey Bay. Ooh, yeah. I that's it's a scary. good feeling. It's scary. Just like oh, nice boa with a Don on it. I'm going mm-hmm. to attack it. Yep. So you can't draw a card. You're like oh, let me put this down, and now I'll just use mm-hmm. Magra and Makino, and now I have a one drop that can attack any single thing on your board, anything. That's at like eight or nine k power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it definitely is. So, <laughs> but yeah, those are the decks that we're thinking about. Well, he's definitely on the Luffy bandwagon. I am well, not the bandwagon, but he's definitely on Luffy. I'm, I'll say bandwagon. I, I'm torn between Kinemon and Zoro. I think 
gun to my head right now, I would probably play Zoro. Sure. But I'm still trying to tweak Kinemon and see if I can get that to a, a good place. Like, I'm up to, like, five secret rare or four of the five drop secret rare Yamoto. Yeah, Yamato. Yamato. God. Uh, you know what's funny? One day I'll get that. It's thing. hilarious that I think we're, what, on, like, podcast three or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> And every single time you have butchered her name, I find it hilarious. It's the though. simplest name too. It's I even, so easy. I, I Google it. I see the <laughs> the pronunciation. Yamato. Like Yamato. There you go. Yamato. Yep. Or you could say Yamato. Yeah. A lot of people say Yamato or Yamato. It's yeah. Yamato. Yeah. I think so. that if you do it phonetically, mm-hmm. um, you know, in in Japanese language, they do like every single day, like Sakazuki. Mm-hmm. It's it's normally all two letter. Um, yeah. I can't remember what the name for it is, but there's a uh, there's a name like for the it. rhyme or rhythm of they're it basically like, like prefixes mm-hmm. and suffixes, but it's not. It's it's uh it's yeah it's Sakazuki Sakura. The, the syllables that's how they pronounce the syllables. Correct. Yep. So language. Yamato. Yeah, that that's how the Google Translate. Um, oh, cool. Pronounced it and walked you through it. Oh, that's cool. The, the so yeah, Kinemon just has a hard time with Newgate, especially oh, the yeah. boat version. I'm just like, geez. Honestly, so honestly, what doesn't though? What doesn't have a tough time with Newgate? I re- you just have to it's that's the hardest part about playing against Newgate is you have to draw the nuts. Like you literally mm-hmm. have to draw perfectly if they draw perfectly. If they draw subpar, you still have to dang near draw perfectly. Like it's it's so so difficult, especially with the boat. Like I think that it was it was interesting how the meta of OPO2 started and then it like so when opo2 first started the boat was big i saw everybody using it and then it kind of faded if you remember that's when the straw the straw hat the straw beard um meta was coming into play and everyone was like oh wow you know we don't need the boat get the boat out of here and now you just see these these guys top you know topping some of these tournaments with you know newgate and using the boat and everyone's like whoa wait a minute now we 180 let's let's figure this out again yeah, I, I think they're definitely tweaking it. The fact that they're playing the one that got in the finals of Peoria ran zero Edward Newgates. Yeah. And then the one that won Mexico ended up running two Newgates mm-hmm. shows that there's a lot of testing and there's a lot of theory of like maybe like Newgate's not a, a four of in these decks. Sure. It's something that's a little maybe two over the top, mm-hmm. especially if you draw like three of them. It clunks up your hand. It's just a lot of no counter in a deck that needs counter. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's pretty much like the Kinemon decks. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, bringing yourself up to eight K as Newgate makes it extremely hard for your opponent to to swing at. So you could argue that is your counter, but I think that the guy that won in Mexico using the two nine drop Newgates is phenomenal because it's not a card that you need to see. It's mm-hmm. a card that is useful in certain moments, and I think that's that's you know perfect. That's all you need, and it can be discarded by using Marco. You know, yeah, you got Marco down, boom, you're good. Just now, I mean, that's definitely true. Like Marco is definitely a big hitter in that deck. A big reason why you're able to survive long enough. I feel like. Oh, it's crazy! It just keeps coming back. You're so just, good. You're essentially using a one K counter to save a marco yeah from like an you know or arguably no k counter you could use like ace you could use whitebeard are you allowed to discard the uh moby you can you can discard moby dick that's pretty saucy it is like that unbelievable yeah yeah i I, I do like that a lot yeah the fact that you can discard moby dick 
I, I want to I want to make TV or uh, excuse me T-shirts, and I don't mean to interrupt, but I want to make T-shirts that say Marco broken. Marco, <laughs> that, broken. that's it. Just Marco <laughs> broken. <laughs> we'll do that for uh, the streams or whatnot. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, with that said, uh, we're talking about these decks at top sixteen: Montreal, Peoria, and Mexico. So we're just going to dive right into like what we saw in the top sixteen of each one. Yeah. So we have Montreal and Peoria that happened the same weekend, two weeks ago. For Montreal, we had five Zoro decks, four White Beards, two Laws, two Kinemon, one Dofi, one Kid, and one Smoker. This is going to be, this is probably the most unique one. I guess Mexico was kind of unique too with this lineup. Yeah. But this one had a Dofi in it, a Kid, a Smoker. Mm-hmm. A Smoker, I think, was the tied for the fifth most played deck. I yeah I remember looking at the breakdown it had yeah. th- I think like 34 players so that's the one that got super lucky and high rolled and just mm-hmm. he was probably on the draw every single match yeah. so you know what I love about smoker though is that there's so many unique takes on how you should uh build the deck like uh, there's obviously with such s- a small card pool yeah, yeah with such a smaller smaller card pool there's uh there's obviously staples like you can't run without your admiral package like you got to have Borsalino, Kuza, and Sakazuki mm-hmm. have to. Like, you know, you can't run without it. But, but then I, I see some that are running like three drop smoke or five drop smoke. Yeah. Other versions are more and then controlling. five drop garp. Yeah. yeah. And then some that are more controlling when they're they're not even playing any smoker characters. Right. In their entire list. And they'll just run like 10 blockers using mm-hmm. some of those uh, little two cost 1K blockers like Roshinante and uh, Granny. What, what's her name? Suru. Or, yeah, I think it's Suru. Um, the 2k counter yeah no yeah. no no just the um well yeah the 2k counter but i'm talking about the blocker there's also a blocker granny it's the exact same thing as roshinante it's a two cost 2k or two two cost 2000 power 1k counter uh blocker oh, uh, is that a doflamingo no no it's a it's one of the black cards it's it's yeah, just no, from... no 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 the the doflamingo one the doflamingo one isn't it like a what do you think? Uh, I'm about to butcher his name. I know. I know what card you're talking about. It's the. Uh, he looks like Doflamingo, but it's the black version of him. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about, but no, no, no. It's just the. Oh, um, okay. Nope. It's just a. It's just because the, the Roshinante, and then there's like the yeah. Grandma blocker. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with Montreal, the one Dofi making top 16 i thought that was really interesting That's i think awesome. it made it top four yeah it killed it, it, uh, it i think it lost I, to the zoro well actually yeah. it was a zoro mirror so yeah. yeah it was a zoro mirror for the finals yep like losing to zoro is kind of rough but i thought dofi was a really good call for metagame wise because all the decks want to go second yeah kinemon wants to go second whitebeard likes going second law wants to go second for the extra card mm-hmm Zoro, I guess, doesn't matter. I think they want to play though. Zoro wants usually to go first. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't really matter because if you go second, you can just put down Dadon. Yeah. Then you find Nami, and next turn you got like three Nami. Yeah. Zoro, or something. Zoro doesn't care either <laughs> way. But then like Dofi, I think doesn't care either way. But yeah, it also gives you an extra turn. Like if you go second to find your um, what's that one drop that they play? Perona. Perona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh. Second, going second, Dofi's not bad. I think it. I think either way, Dofi is pretty strong. I just think that on curve, going first against certain decks is so so useful it, because you can just get that extra body down immediately. It it is, but 
every time I play against Kinemon, I'm not going to say that I beat it all the time. They're super close games. Yeah. But I'm attacking whatever creature they just put into play majority yep. of the time. Oh, like, 100%. It's yeah. just like, all right, I'm going to kill that Pacific, was it? Uh, pacifista. pacifista. Yeah. Pacifista. Mm-hmm. Or whatever the case may be. Your, your boa, that, that thing's definitely getting attacked. 100%. <laughs> like, I, I would not play a drop to kill that thing. But it's definitely a good deck that likes going first. If it, if it does have to go second, it can still make up the fact that it's going second by swinging for 8K. Yeah. And putting a 4-drop into play. True. Which is really strong and really a lot of pressure. I, I think it really is, uh, what do you call it, deck-dependent, I guess. Uh, I've seen some Dofi versions and Emporia versions that are running a bunch of blockers. Yeah. But they're just not big or beefy. Yeah. I think the Emporia deck, it has to run a bunch of blockers, where the Dofi deck doesn't have to run that many blockers. But Correct. I feel like the ones that are very blocker-heavy, like 16 to 20, is just a little too much. Oh, Emporia's got it all. It's got, um, it's I think it's called Inazuma, that is the four cost um 5k that goes up to seven uh, is it inazuma yeah i think that goes up to 7k if you have one card in hand and then you have um the other one that's i think it's like mr two or mr three that on block or no it's end of uh, end of turn you can discard a card and reactivate it i mean that's just the, the the blockers in that emporio deck are are super super strong it's a very annoying deck to deal with in my opinion but the beauty is is that the deck is kind of a gamble because you can set it up if you get perona or you get dofi early enough but if you don't then you're just drawing through those cards so quickly that you don't mm-hmm. know what you're going to have for that next turn i sort of don't like a, a perona in the emporia list yeah i, th- I think oh, that's yeah? a little too much because you have the impel down one drop that does almost the same thing yeah well does it? I thought you just searched the top five. You don't get to put them back in the order. You have to bottom deck them, right? No, no, no. The, the blue one that uh, does it search for it in Down? Oh, you're. Th- I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the one drop Dofi. I'm thinking of. No, no, no. I'm thinking about it's, it looks like a clown on it. Yeah, buggy. Yes. Yeah, I think it's go, a buggy. searcher. It's a searcher. Yeah. The top five and. I, I think I like that a little bit better. It I do. Yeah, it's great. Oh, I think over Prona. Like I'm I'm just I'm just not a fan of Prona. Like it's just it's like, yeah, like I love Prona in the Dofi list, yeah, but it's not insane. the Emporia list. So with that, the one kid in Montreal, that's kind of surprising because Kid is not good against Zoro. Not at all. And like there's a big debate about like do you play Kinemon or do you play Kid? Sure. Kid is definitely better against Whitebeard, but the top three decks, Zoro, Kinemon, and Whitebeard. Kid's probably slightly better against Kinemon, so that that gives it a leg up. Against Whitebeard, I can't imagine it beats it consistently enough. No. Because if it did, then I think a lot more people would be playing it. Yeah. It's it's just uh, kids, kids, in my opinion, great late game and Newgate. It's just tough early game, and Newgate is just taking advantage of that by putting down like tons of cards during that early and mid game. That that it, once they have those cards ready to go with the boat at the very end, or even the straw hat package mm-hmm. for that matter, just swinging over and over and over again, and six coming at your face every single time with leader, 
It's rough. Yeah, and that's rough. The, the fact that Zoro is a bad matchup as well, or feels like a bad matchup yeah. for kid, and it's you know it's putting up numbers. We got five in Montreal. We have three in Mexico. Our top sixteen. We only have one in Peoria, but that seemed like it was sort of a, a different thing, like just sort of like the randomness because they did yeah. have three Dofies. Was uh, I can't remember the. I can't remember the turnout, but I think that Zoro was the second most played in third. each tournament. It was third in Montreal. Oh, it was third in it Montreal. Was, it was Whitebeard, Kinemon. Oh, it was Kinemon. Okay, Kinemon. And then Smoker was tied with, not Blue. I think it was Law. Yes. Yeah. Law. It was Law. For yeah. 34. Law, Law and Smoker were. Tied Which is, fourth if fifth. you look at that, that's impressive. That two Law players out of those thirty-four made it into the top 16 for Montreal. That's really, I mean, the representation right there alone is insane. I mean, it seems to be consistent across the board. There's two law decks that made all three top 16s. Yeah, yeah. So with a good pilot, good rolls, good draws, Yeah. They, it almost seems like they're unbeatable. Like the, the finals of Peoria when he played against Boat was just, he definitely was like drawn into, he drew very well. Yep. Not not to take anything away from Cross's skill or anything like that. No, but. no, he was he he's one an incredibly skillful player. Uh, which yo, big shout out to Cross by the way. He actually uh, there was a post on Twitter today of people trying to uh, get me right over that one thousand subscriber mark on YouTube, and uh, Cross was one of the people that liked the tweet. So shout out to you, Cross. Appreciate that. Nice. And um, he is. Uh, a phenomenal player after watching some of those matches back like my god you know i couldn't pilot that deck as nearly as well but i will say that the uh the drawing of some of those cards i was like good lord he, mm -hmm. he doesn't miss yeah he doesn't he definitely miss. was not missing <laughs> so with that we're just going to go over the peoria top 16 decks yeah we have six white beards six white beards four of them were nami builds two of them were boats yeah we four kinemon three dofi Two laws and one Zoro. I, res I respect the Dofi. I mean, like I said, I think it was a good metagame choice because yeah. it wants to go first. It doesn't care if it goes first or second. Yeah. Where a lot of, like, Kinemon wants to go second. True. And therefore, if you play against Kinemon, you're keeping up with them. You're keeping up with the power. You're keeping up with the pressure of swing for seven and putting a four drop into play. It's definitely a deck that they're close games. I, I would say it's probably still in Kinemon's favor, but if you're playing Dofi and you choose to go second against Kinemon, like you could easily just put them in a, a vice real quick. Oh yeah. So I, I definitely like the Dofi calls. Nothing else. The only other crazy thing about Pure's top eight, 16 list was one Zoro deck. Only one made it. Yeah. That, that is a bit shocking. 16. That is a bit shocking. I mean, I guess all of them swap, swapped to Whitebeard after, uh, <laughs> That, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that could be the case. I, I haven't seen the numbers yet yeah. on that, but it could easily be the case. The Law Whitebeard Finals, that was really interesting that the boat with zero new gates made the finals. So yep. it definitely opened my eyes like, okay, maybe new gates not really a, a four of staple in the boat version of the deck, which I thought was very interesting. A new way to look at the deck, that's yeah. for sure. I think that Mexico is trying to uh, trying to bring that into, in my opinion, the more reasonable idea. I think that going zero is, uh, don't get me wrong, it's not like you can't do it. 
uh, obviously, you know, it made it to final two. But I, I think that that card is just so, it combos so well with the leader already, and it combos so well with the deck and being able to save just one of those Dawn for Radical Beam or Guard Point or something like that the next turn. Imagine your opponent tries to swing into 8,000 you're at, and you just use Radical Beam. You're now at 12. How easy is it to counter counter out of three yeah. more Dawn? You Be know because I mean? of that, there's absolutely zero reason why White Edward Newgate should cost nine. That card should cost ten. I can, yeah, I can agree. Hands down, like every time they agree. play for nine, they have one open. It's just like it's a very strong card. Yeah, it's it's. I think that's kind silly. of like Odin. Odin should be nine or ten. I mean, <laughs> it, it, there there is an argument for that. It is and kind of silly is. where I can attack with Odin, ready it for three. Yep. Activate my Kinemon and then play another Odin for seven. It's wild. That's. That's I've done That's that wild. so many times. It's really good in the blue matchup. Yeah, I think I did it against you. You did in our quick game. Yeah, um, it, it happens a lot because I don't want my Odin's to die. Yeah, they're like, oh, it replaces itself. I don't know. I want the eight eight that can swing mm -hmm. again. Yeah, you know what? Even if it does die, though, not bad. No, it definitely isn't bad. Not bad. <laughs> and I, I'm trying to find like another utility thing that I could probably put in the Kinemon deck to like fetch instead of like an Ezo. Yeah or okiku those seem to be the only two things i'm really into rizo yeah. like i don't want that card on the board <laughs> i think that um i think that odin's probably going to be one of the most potent cards in green for a long time because i i know for a fact that we will be seeing some extremely good three cost or lower green cards coming out in the future mm -hmm. and those cards are if you don't I don't remember the reading of the card. Is it exactly a three cost or is it a three cost or lower that it can pull? Pretty sure it's three or less. Three or less. No, no, it, I think it's only three. It's only three. Because okay. on the sim, it I think it only shows me the three drops. And that's Got it. you. That's what I thought, but I was thinking to myself, like, uh, you know what? What if it is less? Because um, it, it does raise an interesting point. But that card i mean just think about that the the endless amount of three drops that will be coming out for green and um you know cards of the such and and actually think of three drop cards in other colors right like blue uh black red yellow that will have land of wano on them right if you are able to combo that deck with like let's just say for example hypothetical here you've got a green yellow deck and there's a three-drop Land of Wano that's in yellow, then all of a sudden you can use Odin to bring out some card that could potentially manipulate your life. You might end up either gaining a life or discarding a life, you know, stuff like that. Very, very unique plays from Odin in the future, in my opinion. I think that's going to be a card that will stay around for a really long time. Yeah, it's, it's a super strong card, especially paired up with Kinemon. So it only gets a three cost. So only it's not three, three costs. Cost okay. So that that's really interesting. Uh, the other thing with the metagame right now, we'll you know we'll switch over to Mexico right now. We got five new gates that made top sixteen: four Nami, one boat, four Kinemon, three zero, Zoro, not zero, <laughs> uh, two laws, one Imperio, and one kid. So there, there we have the random blue deck, the random kid deck yeah. showing up in top 16. I'm not going to lie. I'm shocked that uh, an Emporio made that. I, I'm I, not going to lie. I'm not. Really? Like if, you, 
if you're just drawn well, you get the right draws, yeah, you get the I right mean, mulligans, yeah. right matchups maybe, or a, one play mistake, or seven drop Emporia into six drop Luffy. Yeah. It's just really backbreaking. And if you can chain those like back to back or yeah. something like that, then oh, yeah, yeah. It, the game feels like it's over against like a Zoro or something along do, that line. Do you know why I think it's just shocking though? Is is simply because uh, think of the matchups, right? Uh, in order to make it to the top 16, you're going, what, 8-1, and one, you know, something of the sort. So you're mm-hmm. probably going 8-1 and one or you're undefeated. So you're X1, you're uh, undefeated, something like that. And in order for you to have made it that far, how many times did you have to pass through other Newgate players, Zoro, um, you know, some of Emporio's worst matchups? Like, um, I mean, there's, there's sometimes you don't even get like hit with those matchups like uh, oh, yeah. i think cross he posted his matchups i'm lo- going to look at it now i think it was only like two three nami decks that he played before top 16 oh interesting if i'm not mistaken okay uh, yeah another one now. that he lost to was smoker and mm-hmm. that was like I don't, it made me feel nice just because i i really do enjoy playing smoker i was like yes smoker i hope that guy if you're listening smoker player just know i'm with you brother Good job. You you'll be remembered. You will be remembered. You you're my hero. Okay. So, <laughs> the uh, top four for Mexico as well, I believe it was two New Gates, Azoro, and Emporio. Emporio made top eight or top four. Top four? No, because there was a law in there. No, no top. Oh, was it? Oh yeah, that's final. So yeah, I bet you it was it was probably two New Gates, a law, and a Emporio. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's really strong. I mean, I don't don't get me wrong. I think the deck is super strong. I'm just, I'm shocked that you know it. The deck is, um, it doesn't play super well into, into Newgate. All right, so here's stuff like that. Here's the uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So it was only eight rounds in Peoria. Yeah. Cross. By the way, I'm I'm getting this off his Twitter handle. You can follow him at cross underscore aii. He played Zoro first round, then Kaido, Smoker. That was his only loss. Yep. Kid, Smoker, Dofi, Dofi, Strawbeard. Oh, wow. So he only played two red decks out of yeah. eight rounds. Yeah, no kidding. So that just shows you, like, that's yeah. yeah. Ma- make sure you know your matchups. Make sure you play against everything. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, like, I think the only four life leader you should really worry about is Law. But, you know, also know what your Z matchup looks like. Because there, there are some people out there that are still playing Zs. Yeah. I would love to see a Z top 16. I would love to, I would love to see that. It's so hard, though. It like, is. It's you're an sacrificing incredible. sacrificing Don yeah. and discarding cards. So yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a brutal deck of, like, you're losing so many resources. And you don't you can't play Stage. You have, you ever, uh, to, have you ever to, played the Z deck? I had a buddy that played it. And it's so fun. It's so bad, but it's so fun. But then you play against <laughs> Smoker, you're just like, oh, look at that thing that I can't KO. Yeah. It's just such a fun deck, though. Yeah. Like, I I love it. I wish that it was... I wish that the, the leader ability was uh, kind of like what they're going with with some of these leaders in set four, where it can't attack, but it could just KO... Um, for minus four dawn it, it could just ko a three or less mm-hmm. like i don't even want to attack with it right but 
It's it, I just wanted to have five life. If it had five life, oh my gosh, I'd be running Z left and right. You know, it'd be so good. But I think that Z does have potential in the future as a leader, simply because I think that there will be cards that will come out that will be extremely good card draw and 2K counter for black. Like I know there's one in set three called Khalifa that's discard two cards, draw two, and reduce uh, some of or some character on your opponent's field by two. So there's a lot of unique things coming out, and I I genuinely feel like Z might not be great for a few sets, but I think that I don't know. I got I got faith. I want to see it come so back. So the draw two, discard two. Yeah. Is it a character that on play you discard two and then draw two? Correct. So you're effectively losing one card in that exchange, and it's card replacement. Yeah. For that. I know there's a, a purple... But it's a cycle, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not really card advantage, where, like, if you're discarding cards to KO things, mm-hmm. like, you're sort of, like, not you're not two-for-one-ing yourself because you still have a character out, mm. but then once that character dies, then it's just, like, you took two of your resources, two of your cards to kill something, so... yeah. That's fair. But I think there is a purple guy coming out that replaces itself. I think it's like a when it comes into play, you draw two, discard one. So that is really good because you oh, get a character good. and it replaces itself. Yeah. Like yeah, a yeah. cantrip. So that's definitely something that can easily fit in Z. Yeah, I need to look into I need to look into all these set three cards. Because I, I remember I saw that on the sim and I was like, Oh, this why am I not playing this thing? And then yeah. I was like, Oh, oh O three. Yep. So Yeah, so that's the wrap up right there. We uh we have Montreal, Peoria, and Mexico to give us a good idea of what the metagame is. Definitely play against Zoro, Newgate, Law, Kinemon. Mm-hmm. Those are the top four decks, I would say. Yeah, uh, Smoker. A In lot of people are still one. pressing Smoker for whatever reason. Seems to be the, like the most played, like quote unquote bad deck. Yeah, in my opinion, it's competitive. Or excuse me, excuse me, that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> it is uh it is not a bad deck it's strong it's just not competitive yet i think that right I feel, now it i feel just, like smoker's the new kaido yeah it just doesn't have the card it, it's pool. just it, it's just the high it's just very high rolly mm-hmm. where you have to draw everything in sequence and everything where the red decks and kinemon are just a little bit more consistent a little bit more way more aggro-y. consistency yeah yeah i think once that uh set three comes out with a lot of the uh, newer navy cards but also cp9 engine that will be coming out for black we'll see a lot of people either potentially try to run the smoker deck with the cp9 engine or we'll see a lot of people running rob lucci more likely or potentially charlotte linlin some of these leaders are going to be phenomenal phenomenal leaders that will be showcasing just how powerful black can be once the meta uh, is you know, more balanced per se, and I'm I'm really really excited for somewhere around set five. I think set five is when we're gonna see a good card pool for every single color. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean, uh, it will definitely give us a, a lot of cards, enough cards with what three sets of yellow, yeah, and four sets of black. So it'll it'll create more diverse card pool but then all of a sudden like you still have these consistent decks of zoro newgate kinemon uh 
with the fact that they banned Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. That just shows you like right. how strong it was. No, yeah. And then what was the uh the There's blue a card? blue card. It's called um mo it's uh it's called like mo mocha or something like no. I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh it's a it's a blue card that uh was kind of I guess the way that they described it was in the set three Nami leader where you can have the alternative win condition of drawing all your cards in your deck and then you die or mm-hmm. uh, you win. Excuse me. Yeah, I remember that. Um, the the card was broken more or less with uh, in combination with some other card. So they said, OK, well, we have to get rid of one of the two. And then they decided that one. So, OK. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I yeah, I, I, I remember, remember hearing about that it. for a little bit, and it's like, oh, there's a new way to win it. A, a, a game. Was it? A win condition. Yes, a new win condition. Yeah. And it's in blue where you have to draw your entire deck, and I was like, well, that seems pretty easy considering blue has all the card draw or with uh, the Impel Down package that they have with Emporia. Did you see the new card that's coming out in set three that – this is this is unbelievable. I don't know if you've seen this yet. I don't remember exactly what it is, whether it's on player or when attacking or on block or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, or on KO. But essentially, it's a it's a five cost six K power that discards the top seven cards on your deck. I mean, that is that's pretty strong. That is strong. Yeah, you know what I mean. For and I can't. I just don't remember what the effect is. But essentially, it is a it's going to be a monster to deal with in blue. So I'm nervous but excited to see what set three brings because a lot of these tournaments that we just talked about, you know, Montreal, Peoria, Mexico here, these are really so much fun to watch because you see a lot of different uh, decks coming in. and But, you know, you do see a fairly consistent meta. And then set three is going to really shake some things up. And uh, especially with the banned cards already that we'll know of in set three, it's going to stop or I shouldn't say stop Whitebeard. It's it's going to make Whitebeard a little more level, you know, on the playing field. It's Well, I hate to tell you this, but um, this is the pie graph. I'm about to show him the pie graph of top 31 leaders, I guess, in top 32 of this one tournament. Mm-hmm. What two leaders are the biggest part of that my, pie? My God. Newgate and, Newgate Zorro. and Zorro by and a large margin. Over half. Hey, I'd love to see the Rob Lucci, though. Oh, Charlotte. Uh, what's his name? Um, Charlotte Katakuri. Yeah. Yeah, so. That's cool. I, I just, like. That's luckily, a, is that recent? Or was that, like, beginning of the. Uh, no, this looks pretty recent. Pretty recent. This yeah. is the most recent big tournament that they have. Gotcha. So the cool thing is with One Piece in America, we have future land in with japan because they're a set ahead of us yeah yeah so they <laughs> sort of determine what the metagame is going mm-hmm. into it so we can get prepared for it yeah and real quick out of the top 31 deck list because someone got dq'd mm. 12 people were playing newgate 10 people were playing zoro four people luchi and then a bunch of one ofs was charlotte Katakuri. kid yeah. an ace an odin odin wow yep opio okay. one odin Wow, yeah, all right. That's what's up. So I don't know if this is only a top 32 tournament yeah. or whatnot, but let's hear. No, eight rounds. It was a 435-people tournament, eight rounds, cut the top 32. That's pretty good. So That makes me really excited for... Uh, and Moby... Well, okay, so Moby Dick and Kabachi? 
A kabaji. Kabaji is the blue card. Yes. They got banned. They're, they yes. were still legal in this tournament. Oh, so I see. That's a little. That does skew the results tamper. a little bit. Yes. Then, yeah. So no wonder they banned. Sure. Moby Dick. Yep. With and that's really that's beautiful to see for me though as a as a big fan of Smoker and Black Decks in general is that uh, Rob Lucci is the third most represented deck. It's also performing well in those. So that makes me very, very excited to see how that goes in the meta, especially yeah. after uh, the boat span, as well as Kabaji or whatever Kabaji. his name is. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's going to be exciting to see. Uh, we're waiting for some other tournaments to show up. Uh, I'm going to definitely start paying attention once we get closer to the third set coming out and see if we can maybe start brewing something. I don't know if yeah. they have any big tournaments and whatnot, but I'll definitely reach out yeah. and see like if there's anything going on that we can sort of like use as like a litmus test of like, okay, this is a good starting point. Let's start testing. For sure. Let's try to sign up for like a big tournament in the first like month of the set being released. Therefore we can just sort of attack it and just go for it and sort of be ahead of the curve. Super down. Maybe, maybe we can top 16 something with a Magellan deck or something. Yeah. Like, shout out to Tyler. <laughs> shout out to Tyler. <laughs> yes. Right. So that wraps it up for us. We've been rambling on for quite some time, but you know this is essentially two episodes worth of stuff. And that's what we do best. Yeah, and we had a scandal to talk about as well <laughs> at our local card shop, which is on us. It has nothing to do with the booster box, yeah. by the way. No, yeah, yeah, it was to totally independent it was just game. A, yeah, it was just a misplay between two players, yeah. and we didn't catch it. But shout out to our sponsors, the booster box shop. Theboosterbox.gg promo code ten drop. Use that at checkout to get 10% off your entire order from the Booster Box. They're a local game card, game card shop here in Virginia Beach. Play there all the time. They have plenty of room. We're looking to do big events. They have a big, uh, what, what was that game called again? Uh, Battle. Battle Spirits. Battle Spirits, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ba isn't it Battle Spirits Saga? It's like Battle Spirits Saga or something yeah. like that. Yeah. They have a big tournament coming up this weekend. Massive tournament. And they're looking to do bigger tournaments, and hopefully they can start getting some good one-piece tournaments here locally. Yeah. And I mean, if, their their uh, pre-release for OPO2 was huge. Yes. It was huge. Yeah, we was, had, I think, like 60-something players. That uh, Was it that many? Yeah, it was either I, 50 or 60. I, I, like I got top four in that one. Yeah. I, I look sack my way th with uh, Kaido because I'm like, oh, the new set doesn't really add anything to Kaido, <laughs> so I'm just going to run this. And I got top four, and we ended up chopping. And I think yeah. I got a box, nice a product. Yeah, so a box and a half, up. if I remember correctly. No, no, no. Yeah. I ended up with a, a full box. No, that's what I'm saying. You got a box and a half. I think top eight split, didn't you guys? No, no, top four split. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, we we all played our first round, and then oh. we top we oh, yeah. split top four. And Dang, that's pretty good. Yeah, I remember I had. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I made a deal with someone to trade their boosters to get my smoker. Um, my winter smoker or something like that. Yeah, and I yeah, was like, yeah. sure, you can have it. And then I ended up walking away with a full box of product. Nice. So Not that was bad. pretty dope. So yeah, the booster box is a great place in Virginia Beach to go play One Piece, Magic, Pokemon, mm -hmm. Digimon. And Battle Spirit Saga. Battle Spirits, Dragon Ball Z they play as well. So definitely check out their website. And again, shop.theboosterbox.gg. We're going to have some links in the bio on this. You can find us on Spotify. Apple Tunes, even though we're saying this at the end of the episode, <laughs> you probably already listened to it on whatever you choose to listen to. But if you can, leave us a like, subscribe, give us a follow, leave a comment. We would definitely appreciate any feedback. Thank you, guys. To make this place better. Um, yeah, so for that, 
My name is Charles. My, my name's Ian. And have a great day.